Hey guys, welcome to That Florida Feeling. How are you this week? I'm good, kind of. Uh, I Sorry that the polls and questions were a little bit late this week. I had a kind of a serious accident at work on Sunday, and I'm recuperating from it. It does not affect my voice, so here we are. Uh, but thank you to those of you who checked on me. Uh, I will be okay. I just decided to cut off part of my finger. You know, I I don't know. Just be careful, guys, if you're at work. Don't play with knives. All that kind of fun stuff. Just, you know, just be careful. Um, thanks for those of you who participated in the uh, polls and questions. Apparently, a lot of people love Venice. I mean, I agree with that. I got a lot of votes for Venice and then different places in the panhandle. I agree with both of those. Uh, both of those hold a special place for me, um, panhandle more so. Venice is just one of those fun cities that I have a lot of good friends, and it's beautiful. There's sharkies on the pier. You can hunt for shark teeth. It's just a quaint little town, and I love it. By the way, if you are in Venice or you're going to Venice, look up Tommy Santelli. He's been doing a lot of great free concerts lately around the jetty, and he's one of those great performers. He's been around a long time. He played with the band America. Uh, but if you're in Venice, look him up. Find him on Facebook. He is fantastic. I love Tommy. I can't give him Tommy enough uh, credit. So if you ever get the chance to be in Venice and you look up Tommy and he's playing, don't miss out. Uh, he's fantastic. Just enjoy it. All right, guys. Uh, also, apparently a lot of people are snackers, uh, which is cool. I guess that's kind of how I am. I I think breakfast is my favorite meal just because I love breakfast foods. But, you know, I just, I just kind of eat throughout the day, whether I should or shouldn't, I do. <laughs> um, so thank you for everybody who has liked, commented, followed, subscribed, reviewed the podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you as always. If you haven't reviewed it, if you wouldn't mind going over to Spotify and or Apple and giving it a five-star review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys simply are amazing. I would not have this podcast without your support. Thank you. So today I want to talk about something, I don't know, weird. Let's call it weird. Weird is a good topic or a good way to describe this topic. And of course, since it's Florida, it's kind of one of those like original Florida mans. And it also comes out of Key West. And of course, as you know, anything interesting probably comes out of Key West. Um, if you've been to Key West, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't been, go and be prepared. It's a fun place with interesting things. So today we're actually going to talk about a tale that comes out of Key West. And it's actually kind of well-known, and so you've probably heard of it. In fact, I mentioned it on my Haunted Cemeteries podcast episode, like when I very first started the podcast. And... I'm talking about the original Corpse Bride, not the Disney version, the Florida version. And the Corpse Bride, we have to start by talking about Carl Tanzler, which this man, this man is, is, he is all kinds of issues. This is why I call him the, one of the original Florida men. Uh, Carl, George Carl Tanzler was actually born on February 8th, 1877 in Dresden, King of Saxony in the German Empire. So remember, this is pre-World War I. This man was born in the Kingdom of Germany. And he was a German-born radiological technologist or radiology technician. And he actually worked at the one of the hospitals, the Marine Hospital Service in Key West, Florida. Now, of course, that's not where he started. Um, so let's talk about how he became the original Florida man. He was actually born as Carl Tanzler or George Carl Tanzler 
in Dresden. Uh, he actually grew up in Imperial Germany, but at some point he wanted to travel and see the world. So he ended up in Australia right before the start of World War One. Um, talk about bad timing. And he continued to live in Australia until at some point they took all the people who were from other countries in Australia and they kind of like put them in camps. They they put them over in camps to kind of contain them and he didn't, you know, he fit that because he was from Germany. Um, but because of this outbreak in the war in Australia, not knowing what's going on, they just decided to kind of ship everybody away. You weren't allowed to stay in Australia. He actually stayed in Australia about 10 years before the war, but he wasn't allowed to stay after the war. Um, so what had happened is, is because Australia was uh, basically owned by the British, the British military rounded up all the people in Australia uh, and put them in, a, we'll say, a concentration camp, for better use of a word. And it was for safekeeping. Again, you think of, you know, read between the lines. They're safekeeping, um, along with people from India and China. And they were kind of like prisoners of war, but not prisoners of war. But they were also in camps with real, actual prisoners of war. And so he stayed there until he was moved to... Um, another part of Australia, and then at the end of the war, no prisoners were permitted to return to their former residence, so where he was staying in Australia was off-limits, and they were sent to Holland. Um, and so when he was released, he went to find his mom, who he hadn't heard of from the, since the beginning of the war. He found her safe. He stayed with her. He had stayed with her, which I believe was in Germany or Holland. It doesn't really... It kind of gives both accounts of it. So he... He stayed there with her, and he saw the chaos that followed the war, and he didn't want to do it, and he hated it. And so she actually told him to go to his sister in the United States. So that's actually exactly what he did. He immigrated to the United States from Germany in 1926. He left Rotterdam, so I guess he was in Holland, um, on February 6th, 1926, for, to, to go to Havana. From Havana, he actually settled in Zephyr Hills, Florida, and apparently that's where his sister was. Um, so at this point, he's living in Zephyr Hills, which is above Tampa, and his sister's there, and he actually had a wife and two daughters. They were there. So they were all living this fun, happy little thing, and then he gets bored, or we'll say he gets bored. I don't know. He just, this man seems so weird, so we'll say he got bored. He actually left his family behind in Zephyr Hills in 1927 and took the radiology technician job at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida. Now, not only did he leave his family, but he changed his name. He changed his name to Carl von Kossel. And I don't know why, but this is, he just, he, I guess he was bored of his life. He wanted, he went through a midlife crisis, we can call it. I don't know. He changed his name and he left. He left his whole family. Now, the reason that he took Carl von Kossel is kind of weird. Um, so, during his childhood in Germany, while he was traveling in Italy, he claimed to have been visited by the vision of a dead purported ancestor. Now remember, these are his words. This was his dead ancestor, Countess Anna Constantina von Kossel, who revealed the face of his true love, which was going to be an exotic, dark-haired woman. So because of this vision and this relative, he changed his name and left, and he is now looking for his true love. Okay, so he's been in Key West. He's been in Key West a couple years. So while he was working in the Key West Marine, the Marine Hospital in Key West, he met Maria Elena Helen Mirel, 
Malaga. Wow, I cannot say that. Mm, ooh, okay. We're going to say Elena de Hoyos. I can say all that. So he met Elena de Hoyos, a local Cuban-American woman who had been brought to the hospital by her mother for examination because she wasn't feeling well. And when he saw her, he knew. He knew this had to be the woman of his visions. He just knew. He recognized her as the woman who had been revealed in his visions. And by all accounts, Elena was a very beautiful woman in Key West. I mean, her beauty was known in the town. She was nice. She was loving. Everybody liked her. So, you know, she's beautiful. No wonder he fell in love with her, right? So who was Elena? This poor girl um, who's now sick and dealing with this weird psychotic man. Elena was the daughter of a local cigar maker, Francisco Pancho Hoyas and Aurora Milar- Milagro. Milagro. That's what I was trying to say. Milagro. Um, so that's her mom and dad. And she had two sisters, Florinda and, let's see, Celia. Celia? Yeah, Celia. Now, her sister Florinda, he, she had already come to succumb to tuberculosis by this point. And her other sister... Um, was married to a gentleman who unfortunately uh, died of electrocution. So there's a lot of death going on in this family. It's not a happy family. But Elena is beautiful and happy and doing her thing. Now, before Elena met uh, Carl, she was actually married. She got married on February 18th, 1926 to Luis Mesa. um, And... They were married, they were having a family, and Elena suffered a miscarriage. So what did Mesa do? He left her. He just left her and he went to Miami. Just, bye. So now she's back living with her mother and father, and her mother realized that she was sick, and he took, she took her to the hospital where she met Carl. And unfortunately, Elena was eventually diagnosed with tuberculosis. Now, at that time, tuberculosis was basically fatal. Um, There was no cure. They didn't know how to fix it. They were trying the open-air treatments. They were trying to take part of the lungs out to open them up. Nothing is working. So, as soon as you got that diagnosis, you were essentially dead. Um, And actually, what's sad is, is most of Elena's family actually ended up dying later on of tuberculosis. So, not only was it fatal, it was actually easily contractible. Now... Carl, with his self-professed medical knowledge, attempted to treat and cure Elena with a variety of medicines, as well as x-ray and electrical equipment that were actually brought to the Horios' home. He fell so in love with this woman that he had stolen equipment from the hospital he was working at just to be able to help this woman. He loved her so much. He showered her with gifts of jewelry and clothing and professed his love By the way, just remember that at this point, she is still technically married, and so is he. And there is absolutely no evidence that this love was reciprocated by Elena. In fact, it became so bad that her family moved at one point just to get away from this crazy man. And unfortunately, because even though they moved, it it didn't get any better. And so, uh, unfortunately, they brought him back, which that's horrible that I feel for Elena. She's already dying. She's got all these issues. She's dealing with this psychotic man. She has no idea where her actual husband is. Her family is dying all around her of tuberculosis or bad accidents. And this man just will not go away. Like, literally just will not leave her alone. And you kind of have to feel for her. 
And by the way, just to let you know, at this point, Elena was only 22. So she wasn't even that old. She wasn't, you know, she was still supposed to be married. She was in her early 20s. She was supposed to have the prime of life. She's been given this fatal, horrible, you know, diagnosis. And this man will just not leave her alone. So just keep all that in mind. So as he's trying to heal her, and despite his best efforts, unfortunately, Elena did die from tuberculosis. Because like I said, there is no actual cure. She died of her in her parents' home in Key West in 1931. And Tansler was so in love that he paid for her funeral. And he also, with the permission of her family, commissioned the construction of an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery. Fun fact. He did pay for all this. And he did have this constructed. And he made a beautiful mausoleum. But he was the only one with the key. He didn't even give a key to the family after they had granted him permission. There's a lot wrong with this man. So he constructed this mausoleum and he then decided to visit her almost every night. And people would talk, of course. He, you know, they thought he was a little bit weird. And then, so he would go and he would visit her every night. He would go in and he would, um, he would actually go in and then visit her. Now, of course, at this point, Elena has been embalmed and entoured in this, in this mausoleum, and he left her gifts. He even had a telephone installed into the tomb so that he could talk to her, and he continued his visits for the next two years. Um, now, during this two-year period, Tanzler was actually fired from the, the hospital job, so now he has no money, and he is just still pining on for this dead woman. And in these two years, he, the spirit of Elena would talk to him. He, th- he said she would talk to him and she would beg him to get her out of this mausoleum. She was unhappy and she just wanted to be with him. Mind you, these are still his words. So um, in April of 1933, he crept through the cemetery where she was buried and he took her body from the mausoleum. He carried her through the cemetery after dark in a toy wagon. So all I'm picturing is this dead body going through one of those little rider red wagons. <laughs> being carted behind this old man in the dead of night in the Key West Cemetery. It's not something to laugh about, but that is just, that is where it's going through my mind as, as I was looking at all this information. And he said that Elena's spirit would come to him as he would sit by the grave and serenade her corpse with her favorite Spanish song, and she begged him to take him. And so finally he had had enough, and he did on this April night. And he took her home. And... Yeah. Oh, it's just so weird. He just, he was, you know, he was already kind of a bizarre man and people kind of knew it. And then his behavior came increasingly unusual. Um, They actually became suspicious of him because over these years he was seen purchasing women's clothing and perfumes. And even a young little boy had snuck up to this man's house and looked in and saw him to be what was thought to be dancing with a life-size doll. And of course, it also became evident when he stopped visiting her grave. So, not only is he no longer, you know, going and standing vigil with this dead woman that he supposedly loved, now he's having nothing to do with her. So, now it all seems even more bizarre that this gentleman has just stopped. So, obviously, people are suspicious. Something's going on. This little boy has seen him dancing with a doll. You know, it's just not adding up. Um, And so, of course, as he kept Elena's body in his house... He had to do something because this is still a decomposing body. Whether she was embalmed or not, she is still going to decompose. So he attached her bones together with piano wire and hangers, 
He gave her glass eyes when her real eyes disappeared. And as the skin decomposed, he replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. Um, which is actually a super strong material that usually goes on like decorative coatings and ceilings. Um, it's kind of like a, cast, a molding plaster. So when her hair fell out, he fashioned a wig from her hair, which had been previously attained from her mother. So he had already asked her mother for hair. And her mother gave it to him. And so now he's already got this wig and now their hair's falling out. He's just going to put this wig on her. And he filled her corpse with rags to keep the original form and dressed her remains in stockings and jewelry and gloves. He kept the body in his bed and he used a ton of perfume, disinfectants, flowers, and any other preserving agents he could to mask the odor and to stop the decomposition as best he could. So, mind you, he stole her body in 1933. All right, we're going to fast forward to 1940. This is seven years. Elena's sister had heard rumors that Tanzler was sleeping with the disinterred body of her sister. And, of course, there's no they can't get into the mausoleum because they, he has the only key. So, there's no way they can even go see if her body is still even there. And this little boy is, you know, saying that he had seen a corpse. So, now... There's a problem. Now her sister is like, I don't, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm just going to go confront this man. And when she went in and confronted him, she saw a doll that she thought looked like Elena. And she was a little disturbed by it, not realizing that it was Elena. So she called the cops and she's like, hey, something's not right. Can you go check this out? So the cops came, he was arrested and detained, and they figured out that it actually was Elena. So, yeah, I can only imagine what her family was going through. Um, they believe that their daughter is resting in this beautiful mausoleum, only to find she has been in the hands of a madman this whole time. Now, Tanzler was psychiatrically examined and found mentally competent to stand trial for charges of wanton and maliciously destroying a grave and robbing a body without, uh, removing a body without authorization. So it went to court. Um, the prim preliminary hearing was held in October of 1940 at the Monroe County Courthouse in Key West. He was held on the answer of charge, but the case was eventually dropped, and he was released as the statute of limitations for the crime had expired. Let that sink in. He has had this body for seven years, but because he's had it for seven years, the statute of limitations on him actually removing this body are gone. So... Whatever he's done, he's just gotten away with. Now, poor Elena. Um, after they discovered, you know, her body, it was examined by physicians and pathologists and actually put on display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home. So, and this goes back to everything. Like, people used to come out and watch hangings and have picnics at the firing squads and executions. And so, the morbid just is fascinating to people. And so, as her body is on display at this funeral home, it was viewed by more than 6,800 people. I can only imagine how her family felt. Um, her body was eventually turned to the Key, the Key West Cemetery, where the remains were buried in an unmarked grave, to prevent future tampering. Now, Tanzler heard about this, and he was so mad that he couldn't have her body back, because he was so in love with her that he took dynamite and he blew up the mausoleum. If she's not going to use it, no one is going to use it. He just blew it up. Now, this man is, this man is just a weird man. Um, 
I'll give you a couple facts about it before I, f- I tell you what happened to Tanser. Um, the, the actual, when they, when they were going to do the case, like the actual, you know, charge him, um, the preliminary hearing drew so much interest from the media that it created a sensation nationwide. Um, and the public was actually sympathetic towards Tanzler, who viewed him as just an eccentric romantic. No. No. This man is crazy. This man stole a body. No. Um, and of course, it was not reported contemporaneously. Uh, they did a lot of research that Tanzler's necrophilia with Elena's corpse. So, um, if you know what necrophilia is, you already know what I'm saying. Um, but they believe that this man was sexually attracted to dead people. Um, you know, and two physicians that were actually at the autopsy of her remains recalled, um, in 1972 that things had been fitted for him to have intercourse with Elena. Statute of limitations should not have run out. This man is wrong. Um, some people don't believe that there was actual proof of the necrophilia since the actual autopsy was in 1940 and nobody brought it up till 1972 since that's a 30 year gap. Um, it's questionable, but I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't not believe that's what he was doing. I I feel like that he, he at least tried personally. Um, so this man is sick. This man should have been charged. This man should have been locked away, but he wasn't. He was seen as a romantic and people felt sorry for him. What the hell is wrong with people? All right. Sorry. So back to Tanzler. Um, in 1944, he left Key West. He knew he was pretty much done and he moved back to Pasco County close to Zephyr Hills, where he actually wrote an autobiography, Fantastic Adventures. It was published in 1947 His home was actually near his wife, Doris, whom, remind you, he is still married to and still has two kids with, and she actually supported him in his later years. He officially received U.S. citizenship in 1950 in Tampa, and even though he had an obsession, he still had Elena's death mask. He had created a death mask while she was, of course, in his home, and he kept them. And he actually used one of these death masks to create a life-size effigy of Elena. And he actually kept this in his home in Pasco County and lived with it until his death in 1952, where he died at the age of 75. Um, His body was discovered on the floor of his home three weeks after his death. The creepiest part, though, is, is apparently this effigy was found looking over him after he had died. Um... Yeah, it's been recounted that Tanzler was found in the arms of her effigy upon the discovery of his corpse, but his obituary reported that he died on the floor behind one of his organs. I don't know. I don't know. I believe that, honestly, he probably did die on the floor, and that because this was such a fantastical story, someone wanted to give it a good ending. Um, he probably did just fall over and die. Um, but, you know... It's also been reported uh, that Tanzler had the body switched um, or that Elena's remains were secretly returned to him and that he died with the real body of Elena. I do not believe that uh, for some reason. I believe that she is buried somewhere in Key West and we will never know where. And her family probably died. They all did die of tuberculosis and accidents. Just probably feeling horrible that they had let their daughter go through that. Um, Now... There's also 
another fun twist. Um, there is supposedly found, it's not proof, um, but supposedly there was a note written by Tansler confessing that he killed Elena by poisoning her. Um, this is supposedly what's written. She died because I gave it to her mercifully. I mixed the root of wolfsbane with asinite diluted. It was palatable, and my loved one departed this miserable world on October 25th, 1931. She suffered no more, my sweet Elena, as I have sent you to the angels with my golden elixir. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I would not be surprised, though. It would not surprise me if this man actually did kill Elena just so that he could have her, because in life, she did not reciprocate his feelings. She wanted nothing to do with this man other than for him to heal her. And he wanted so much more to do with her than she did. So it kind of wouldn't surprise me if if he had tried to kill her. Yeah, um, none of that would surprise me at all. So basically this man is, this man is just weird. I've, I don't even know what to tell you. I, you know, when I read this and I had heard about this, I had to research it. It is fascinating. I remember looking it up for haunted cemeteries in, in Florida, but like when you actually research the depths of this, this man is so messed up, so messed up. Um, and this man has actually been used a lot in popular culture. Poor, people tend to talk about him quite a bit more than you realize. Um, you can actually see a portion of the original memorable plaque that was commissioned by him and affixed to her mausoleum um, that has been since reassembled and is on display at the Martello Gallery Key West Art and Historical Museum in Key West. Fun fact, that is the same museum that homes to Robert the Doll. Um, he's talked about in music. He has television. People have talked about him, especially on the History Channel. Um... Because he's just such an interesting character. I don't even... I don't even know what to say. It's like he's the original Florida man, the original grave robber, and just one messed up individual. And I'm sure that he probably did it out of love. But when you when you look at it, write it down to the root of it, this man had issues. Um, massive. Massive issues. So, I don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for Elena. I'm sure that when she died, she was probably happy to be gone from that terrible disease. And if she knew what was happening to her body, I'm sure she didn't have a great, you know, sense of it. If she had an idea of what was going on in her afterlife. And I feel for her family to think that this woman is laying in a beautiful mausoleum only to find out that she's being tortured after death. So I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think that he's a romantic. I think that Elena is unfortunately the original corpse bride and that Carl Tanzler is the original Florida man who just really needed some help. Although, side note, I'm still kind of annoyed that his wife, Doris, stuck with him. Like, lady, not only did this man leave you with two kids, but he's also done something so absolutely horrible and you're willing to just be like, okay, it's fine, it's fine, I'll help you. No! No! I'm sorry, no. Huh. Alright, guys, I, I wasn't really sure where that was going to go. I kind of was actually going to pair that with another episode, but then I realized that due to this man's weird stupidity i could make a whole episode out of this <laughs> so i hope you've enjoyed hearing about florida's original corpse bride and florida man because he is a florida man we don't need another one for this this time 
don't forget, guys, to have fun. Uh, spring break. Spring break. Actually, spring break is coming, so be on the lookout. Uh, don't go to the beaches for a while. Spring training is also happening, so if you're into baseball like I am, definitely go check out some of those games. Don't forget to be nice to one another, guys. Wear your sunscreen. It is starting to become summer. You can get a sunburn anytime in Florida. Fun fact, I know this. So be careful. Uh, again, maybe don't play with knives. I'm learning that one. I hope you guys have a great week, and as always, that's your daily dose of sunshine.